Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, welcome into another exciting edition of the Financial Answer Podcast with Nathan O'Brien. I'm Mark Killian alongside, as usual. Nathan's a registered investment advisor and chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as a local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey. And he is the founder at O'Brien Associates and here to serve you. And of course, as always, we're going to do this uh, podcast and talk about the world of investing, finance, retirement, and put our own little spin on things and hopefully provide you with a little bit of information and uh, maybe a useful nugget or two of uh, things you can think about. Nathan, buddy, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks. I'm excited to be here on the show today. And we got some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, so we're going to change vacations. it up. Yeah, vacation. Yeah. Let's yeah. change it up a little bit this week and just kind of make this show a little um, interesting. We'll try to stay. We'll stay <laughs> change maybe, it up and make it interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, that's probably a bad way to say that because I think we're always interesting. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. That was probably a bad way to say that. But I, I, I think, you know, we sometimes tend to talk about some numbers and maybe some yeah. specifics. So yeah. Maybe this time we'll we'll kind of just stay away from that. Everybody just a likes bit. to talk about vacations. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's right. But before we do, I want to turn our attention to our in the news topic. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so I found this interesting article on Yahoo Finance, and I wanted to get your take on it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the happiness index. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, So they absolutely. do this Gallup yeah. poll type of thing where they rate all the countries or a lot of the countries in the world about the happiness scale. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and the yeah. U.S., the title of this was that the U.S. Uh, is not happy. <laughs> so, um, so we have apparently we're kind of trending with the year. So we continue oh, to keep sliding down. Good. Yeah. So Oof. the list of countries and ranks of happiness, we're number nineteen on this latest poll uh, out of the countries rated. Ooh, and, yeah. and, and last year we were number eighteen. Uh, and the year before that we were number seventeen. So we keep uh, getting worse. So huh? we keep getting that's, a little worse. Uh, that's not good. And now the top country is actually uh, for happiest country in the world is Finland. Uh, okay. Which, funny enough, as the time that we're taping this <laughs> podcast, my wife is on her way there right now for work. Really? Uh, yeah. She's heading oh. to Finland now to uh, go do some things. But She's going to be happy for a little while. A little while, while yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all the happy countries, at least the top five, are all Nordic. They're all up there around. Okay. So it's Finland, wow. and Sweden, and Norway. Wow. And we were having this conversation, so I wanted to get your take and, and let our listeners kind of think, chime in, you know, remotely as they're listening, kind of give their two cents as well, is that, you know, I think it's cool that a lot of these countries are the same, but they also have something similar in common. Now, they are a little bit more socialist, which we won't get into too political of a conversation. <laughs> no, let's keep this financial for exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> but they are much, much smaller. So I think when yeah. it comes down to the infrastructure, some of the things they're able to do that helps people be happy there is just something that I don't think can be done in the States because simply yeah. our size and our infrastructure is yeah. just too large. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about that a little bit before the show, but some of the smaller population states in America are, the are some of the happier mm-hmm. ones like Montana, Wyoming, you know, those type of areas. Exactly. And so I've been to both of those states, love both of those states. And they just, you know, they have, as we were saying, the population there in the entire state is less than Nashville. Exactly. So, right. Yeah, it's crazy, but they're happier. And I don't know why that is. I, you know, well, I think it's got to be, 
you know, related to the population yeah. like that, but then also maybe social media things. I was like going to say that well. the so, indicators for um, our unhappiness scale, if you were okay. curious, is okay. is obesity. Um, oh yeah, okay. yeah, which I think was tops, and then okay. uh, actually, yes, yeah, social media. Actually, the rise of digital communication was how it was worded. Um, oh wow! Um, okay, and then. And then it's money. because we're comparing we're comparing everything we have to what everybody else has right. on social media. And then media. we that's, hit and then we hit stupid. money, right? And the money yeah. is ties yeah. right into there. It does. And, and so even though our nation is typically the, is the richest nation, I think people still feel as though money ties into their happiness. It does. And, yeah. and so that's yeah. why I thought it might be kind of interesting for our show today. We kind of kick it off with this news story, but then we're going to talk about vacation planning and you know, there's ways to be happy that doesn't always have to be tied to a quote unquote dollar amount. No, and that's the misunderstanding I think a lot of people have is, you know, they think if they get a million dollars, they're going to be happy. Right. Or five million, they're going to be happy. But that's not the case. You've got to be happy before that because really all more and more money does is add more stress, more, more money, more, more peace of mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that if you are wealthy that you're unhappy because that's right. not the case. But it's maybe the pursuit to, of it, the pursuit yes, of it. Maybe that's right. Okay. It is the pursuit of it. And so, you know, you've got to be careful about that and not, you know, just, I guess, get in that mentality to where that's your main drive, because that's not going to make you happy. Money is not. It does help, but it's not going to make you happy. You still have to enjoy time with fr- uh, right. family, friends and and doing things with others and for others is what ultimately it comes down to. Yeah. And I will say a couple of the key factors in some of those countries, happiness and some of their biggest ones were listed as the fact that the countries actually kind of shut down. And again, their size allows them to do this. Now, you're talking about a country that's the size of like Rhode Island. Right. And so, but they get, you know, a lot of times the people that work and live there, they get six weeks of paid vacation annually. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Everyone gets it. Well, you were saying more socialist. So that makes sense. Right. Um, And and, uh, in the average and, and the goal there is that everyone is pulled to the middle. Right. And so you have people, the average of salaries are much more closer. Yeah. But again, when yeah. you have 5 million people for an entire country, yeah. it is much easier than when you have 5 million, 8 million people in just New York City. In a state. Yeah. Or in <laughs> right. a city. Right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, so I, I think yeah. it was kind of a fun way to kind of an interesting way to kick it off and say, uh, according to this scale, and of course this was in Yahoo Finance, <laughs> but according to this you know story that you know we're sliding down on the happiness scale and really one of the biggest components was social media. And I thought, well, you know, sometimes it's okay to turn that off. Now, not right now if you're using your phone to listen to the podcast. (laughs) No, that's right. But but after that, but after that, go outside. And a lot of the things that said, you know, spend some more time outside, spend some more time with family and friends doing activities like fishing, which you love to do, so on and so forth. And maybe that's why some of these states that in our country that are seen to have higher ratings on the happiness scale are some of the more wide open states. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, I think end up seeing on social media, coming back to that just a second, is a lot of people get on there and they like to brag about what they've done or what they've accomplished mm-hmm, sure. and all that, which is good. It's I mean, very look it's at me, nice right? to, it is, it is, but you know, and you always see the hashtag blessed and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it can be frustrating for people that, you know, maybe, you know, Don't your best friends blessed, right? working. Yeah. Your best friends working just as hard as you or harder and things haven't worked out exactly like that, right. you know? So it's just, it's sometimes people just kind of get drugged down because of that. I yeah. think, and, and I think we're probably the largest, user of social media in the world in the United States here. So, um, you know, I I can kind of see why we're falling down on that scale. 
Well, so. take, you know, so our, our lesson here, and we're going to move on from in the news to our confidence corner, but our lesson in here is, uh, you know, take a look around, you know, and just enjoy things and not necessarily, yeah. again, take chasing the Joneses. The yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses and, and maybe go fishing in Montana. That seems That's to true. Yeah. And, and call me. <laughs> and call me. Yeah. <laughs> That's All right. right. We're going to turn to the confidence corner here on the program. This is the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hang on. I like money. I like knowing that I have it. It's time for the Confidence Corner. All right, so Confidence Corner time this week. We're going to talk about vacation planning as yeah. we kind of kicked off. Yeah. Now, you know this better than I, but we've heard it many, many times that people spend more time planning a vacation than they do planning their retirement. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It seems like people, especially younger people today, too, they, yeah. everybody go, is going on five, six, seven vacations instead of I one. Know, you yeah, know? Right? <laughs> so I mean, that's I, I wish absolutely I could. the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's kind of trick people into planning for retirement. Or at least thinking yeah, about it, at least by much. correlating it and saying, "Let's plan for a vacation." I mean, because yeah. retirement well, kind good. of is a big vacation. It I mean, is. A, well, it can be. It's not it a permanent be. vacation, right. thankfully, <laughs> but it's a big vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It can be. So it needs definitely at least as much planning as you <laughs> as you spend for vacation. So all right. Yeah. So if you're going to go on a trip, Nathan, you got to figure out where you're going to stay. Right? Where are you going to yeah. put your head down yeah. at night? What hotel? What kind of condo? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll combine two of these things. So where you're going to okay. stay and where you're going to eat. Yeah. Those typically tend to be the two big things that people think about when they go on a trip. Yeah. Um, so what are the two things that would be that in retirement and how to focus? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the big things I see people do in retirement is where are you going to stay, you know, with your house? Are you going to stay in the same area? You're going to stay in the same house? You're going to downsize okay. or you're going to move closer to the kids and grandkids? A lot of, a lot of decisions that have to be made there. So, a lot of people, I've talked about this before, but a lot of people are downsizing in mm -hmm. retirement. They don't want to have to have the maintenance and the upkeep on a larger house or a larger lawn or anything like that. Right. So they're doing those things and making sure that they can take care of that. And really, if you think about it and if you address that ahead of time, it can be really nice and work out really well. But just like, you know, if you don't do your research and you don't do your planning, you make it to, you know, a, for example, a really nice hotel and it's a roach motel. And, you know, you thought, <laughs> so you didn't didn't check that out ahead of time. Yeah, it so winds up being a three gotta, star and you thought it was that's not. Right. Right. <laughs> that's right. So doing the same for retirement and planning, making sure that you at least address these things with where you're going to stay, what your plans are with that. That helps a lot. And it doesn't take a lot of time to go right. through this stuff. Mortgage, no mortgage. Yeah. You know, no mortgage is good. Right. If you can get there, right. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. You know, are you going to, are you downsizing because the kids no longer are nearby? Are you moving mm -hmm. maybe because the kids are no longer nearby? Yeah. Yeah. You know, those kinds of things. And then Lots the food, of people do that. Yeah. yeah. And then the food side. Okay. So a lot of times my wife and I do this thing where we try to not go to a restaurant that we have at home. Now, luckily for us, we live in yeah. a small town, so there's hardly any place to, to compare <laughs> so, it to. Good. But so you're going got, to Burger King instead of McDonald's, exactly. right? That's it. Yeah, exactly. So when we go out of town, we try to do that. That. Well, if yeah. you're retired, you know, A, okay, if you want to think about food, you may be eating out more because you. Yeah, just, that's right. Yeah, you know, why and why not, right? Because you can't. Because you may be traveling more you or traveling whatever. More, right. You may be going to see the grandkids or whatever. So there's a lot of things that you got to plan on, you yeah. know, with that. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to just apply for eating out, you know, no, it right. can. But just a lot of, you know, kind of hobbies and things that you do that are going to be. 
you're going to have more time to do those things in retirement, of mm-hmm. course. Yep. And so that can add to more expenses. And so you've got to be careful and make sure that you plan for those things. And, um, you know, if, if you have, um, you know, a really high end, desire to eat at really nice places or go to really nice destinations and things right, like more that. Golf, you've more golf, yeah, right. right. You've got to plan on those things ahead of time and make sure that you can do that and afford those things. So um, again, all of this comes into the pre-planning for retirement. The five years before you retire is fantastic for mm. that. And you've got to make sure you're sitting down with an advisor during those times and make sure that things are going to work out for you. And don't wait till you're 55 or 60. Right. Start as early as possible because the earlier you start, the easier it is. It's so nice to sit down with a 30-year-old couple and you know show them a plan and make sure that they can work out. But the 55-year-olds that haven't done that, you know, they've been saving for the most part. Well, and that's typically the norm too. That's you right. see more 55-year-olds. Yeah, I do right? absolutely. Yeah. And so you know, I mean, basically, it comes down to if you have you know half a million dollars or more, then it's something that we can really look at for you, make some good decisions, make sure that mm-hmm. you're on track, and make sure that that things are going in the right direction for you. Well, a lot of people have probably heard about like bucket strategies and things like that. Absolutely, I'm sure a lot of listeners yeah. have. And in a way, that's kind of how you're doing that, right? You're, you're the it bucket is. of this mm-hmm. bucket goes towards like the living expenses and the normal things you need to survive through retirement. Yeah. And then this bucket kind of is the the travel and the fun and the, hey, we've hit retirement, let's enjoy it kind of bucket. That's right. right. It, it's time frames. It's right. actually sure. the bucket allocation that we use. Okay. And, you know, shorter time frames, you have money in cash and, and short-term bonds mm-hmm. for that. Okay. To, you know, because you don't want that stuff fluctuating. You got to be able to handle and afford those different you gotta things. You got to rely then, on it, right? Yeah, that's right. And then, you know, the volatility, we never know when the market market's going to go down. So you don't want to have a decline in the market, keep you from going on your vacation or whatever. So we do that and use stocks for the longer term and just different buckets that are set up along those lines. It works really good and it helps keep investors more confident and helps people, you know, just really stay more disciplined with their retirement plan. Absolutely. So we're talking about vacation planning and retirement planning, kind of how you can kind of think about them both in the same uh, kind of breath or feeling, if you will. And of course, you're listening to the Financial Answer Podcast. So, you know, we kind of covered the base there now we got to think about even on vacation right you're going to run into unexpected yeah. things yeah uh, first of all especially if you're taking a vacation with the grandkids because yeah, grandkids right. are pretty good at milking uh, you know grandmom and grandpa out of extra money right <laughs> can I get this can I get that <laughs> exactly yeah. but we can even take that we could extrapolate that on from vacation to retirement planning and say look unexpected costs are going to happen so even if you go on vacation let's say you take the kids grandkids to Disney World and you budget mm-hmm. this certain amount there's a good chance that things could maybe get out of control depending yeah. on what happens well, same thing in retirement. It is, absolutely. I mean, we have home repairs that we have that are unexpected. You know, things like that that happen. I had something, my mower, my lawnmower just broke down the uh, other day. I think I'm going to have to buy a new mower. Uh, so, fun. you know, and they're not cheap anymore. They You're are looking not at cheap. eight or $10,000 to get a mower that'll handle, you know, what we have to mow. So, right. anyway, it's crazy, you know, the expenses that can come up and things that can happen. And, one of the things that people just kind of stick their head in the sand is is healthcare, you yeah, know, and that can a, be a major expense. It's expe- to, it should be an expected um, cost, right? It, but it we should be, treat yeah. it like it's an unexpected. That's right. We yeah. do. And that's just a major mistake. And so we, we do spend a lot of time with clients making sure that they address this and look at all the positives and negatives of each decision that you make there. So you just want to make sure that you make an educated decision by knowing these things. So nursing home costs are there potentially. 
future healthcare costs are going to be there for the most part. I mean, nobody just, you know, <laughs> goes throughout the rest of their life without that. So right. there's a lot of things that happen. And Tanya, you know, recently she's got to have some dental work done. So things like that, that Stuff unexpected, yeah. yeah, it does. And so that continues to happen throughout our life. Make sure that you address it in your plan. Well, and so when you're thinking about what kind of wrap this up and say, look, Vacation planning, it can be fun. It's got a little bit of a sexy feel to it because you're going to go have some fun. Yeah. You're going to get out of the house. It's, it's That's right. That's it, It's fun to plan that stuff. Right. Well, you Retirement know what? planning can be also, though. But you know? and, and if you think about it, maybe if you trick yourself, if that's what you need to do, and thinking about <laughs> it like a vacation, because, yeah. again, you aren't going to be working for 20 or 30 or, God willing, 40 years, depending on how long <laughs> you live. You want to make sure that you can go do the things in retirement you want to do, and you want to be able to make sure that you can also not stress every day and not market watch and all right. that kind of stuff. So right. a little bit of planning goes a long way. That's right. It does. <laughs> and you can make it to where I think the big hold up is people get stressed out. Just like you said, they right. get worried about that 20 year retirement when a vacation may be a week or two, yeah. you know? And so it's something that you know, it's too daunting. You, it's too big. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can take away a lot of the anxiety if you do the planning. That's yeah. what it comes down to. It's yep. just it's part of it, and it helps you stay confident throughout your retirement. Well, that's our confidence corner this week. So treat your retirement like you're doing planning for a vacation, and maybe take some baby steps, and that might help you along the way. And if you need some of the help with those baby steps, or you know somebody that does, make sure you let them know that Nathan is here to help. He's a registered investment advisor. Go to thefinancialanswer.com if you haven't already, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, that's the financialanswer.com. We'll be right back with a quick email question before we wrap up this week's show. You've got mail. Well, it's mailbag time here on The Financial Answer. Nathan Frank's got a good question for you. He says, Nathan, I'm retired and I planned on my wife working three more years. Now, he puts in big, bold letters, because she's younger than me, not because I'm a jerk. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) That's good. That's what I thought about. (laughs) So he says, uh, but we did find out that we are now expecting to be grandparents for the first time Ah, sooner than we thought. Yeah, exactly. And so now she would like to retire sooner so she can help take care of the grandbaby. Mm. Yeah. He wants to convince her that it's a bad idea mm. and wants to know your thoughts. Going to have trouble with that, Frank. My, my question would be, how do you know it's a bad idea, Frank? Yeah, that's exactly right. You've got to make sure that you've looked at that. It may not. It may not be a bad idea. It may just be that this is kind of what you thought was going to happen, that right. she was going to continue to work for two or three years. But it may be okay. So sit down with your advisor and talk about it. Make sure that you've addressed it in the plan. If you don't have one, give us a call. It's yeah. an easy thing to look at and make sure it works. Run the numbers, right? Yeah, very simple. Yeah, yeah very you, simple. You may find you may have kind of a preconceived notion in your head, Frank, and and so you're kind of mm-hmm. and not to throw you under the bus, buddy, but you may be kind of thinking that way without finding out for sure. Now you may already know you didn't tell us enough information, but just kind of giving you the opposite right. side of the coin here. Yeah, uh, run the numbers, rerun the numbers, maybe even yeah. if you've got a plan, right? That's right, and and you know make sure that you have just a third party opinion about it. Just because you have have run the numbers and looked at everything, all of that doesn't mean that you have addressed everything. So sure. make sure you run those things by an advisor, a financial planner. Make sure that they look at that and make sure that your plan works out really good. So. Um, that's a good idea, you yeah. know, if if 
for her to retire possibly if everything works out. Yeah. I mean, that's fun times for you and the and the grandkids. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. and depending on your viewpoint, Frank, it'll either help you solidify the fact that you already think it's a bad idea, or it's going to help her show you that it's not, and she wants to stay home with the <laughs> grandbaby. Right. And so, just just make sure that uh, the advisor puts in an extra thousand bucks a month for money that she's going to spend on the grandkids. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got to think about those things as that's well. Right. <laughs> well, great question, great show. Thanks so much for uh, checking out the uh, the Financial Answer Podcast, Frank. And folks who listen to us, make sure, again, you subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. Share it with your friends. Share it on social media. We'd love to have uh, more folks uh, checking us out and chiming in and and listening to the show. And hopefully you enjoyed yourself. And Nathan, my friend, thanks as always. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Hey, if you have questions, folks, make sure that you never take action without checking with a qualified professional like Nathan O'Brien at O'Brien & Associates. If you need to, call him first, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH, or at least check with someone before you do. But Nathan is here to help, and we'll see you next time on the Financial Answer Podcast with Nathan O'Brien. O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.